Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. Episode 147. Three away, guys. Just three away from making us feel really old and feeling like we've outlived this experience. Or something like that, anyway. <laughs> anyway, welcome, everybody. Welcome, Russ. Welcome, Mike. How are you guys? How are you, Russ? Yeah, still living the dream like the rest of us in the, in lockdown. So, But I have food, so I can't complain. You got Jaffa cakes? No Jaffa cakes, no. But I did have to wait three weeks for my Morrison delivery. And then bearing in mind the, the national shortage of things such as pasta and so on and so forth. The delightful delivery driver managed to drop the bag containing the Iron Maiden Trooper beer, which went in all my dried pasta. So um, it didn't help, really. Aside from that, I'm all right. <laughs> the one critical item, dried pasta. That's all I wanted, just to, you know, cook up some penne or something. Nope, all covered in beer. Surely the, the critical item was the beer. Well, no, because yeah. I couldn't fucking drink that either, because it was all smashed. I know, I'm saying the critical item was the beer that got smashed, surely. <laughs> pasta was just food. Beer is life, remember that. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I hope you've got the, uh, the JD at the ready. Mate, I've got so much Jack Daniels. There's some behind me, and I've, I must admit I've opened it, and I keep a glass down here now in my man cave. And uh, I have a tipple from time to time. So, yeah, I've got my Jack Daniels. It's all good. And I've got one of those big monster bottles of it, so it lasts me a while. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be running out of that anytime soon. I've got my Stormtrooper decanter as well um, from a couple of years ago that I got for Christmas. So that's, that's in the house. So, yeah, I'm not short on that. But you're otherwise good then, Russ. Yeah, other than that, all good. You so, guys? No rants then, no? Well, I can always rant, Matthew. It depends what the, to- Matthew, the topic is. If you're what are you, my grandmother? Up, yeah, I, I could go the rest of the podcast, just pick a topic and we'll just digress and we'll review Black Anima next week. <laughs> we're into the empty spiral we'll rant cast. That's what we're just doing. Yeah. So I, I can rant and then Mike can dro- dip in and sort of review some cake and then you can sip a JD and, you know, life is good. That sounds like the kind of podcast I could buy into. I just listen to you two talking about. <laughs> Funny you should say that, actually, about cake, because my, my wife managed to get to, a, I think it was an Asda. It took her about two, an hour of queuing and, you know, social distancing and all that kind of stuff. And uh, she's brought back some Battenberg and some angel cake. <laughs> and I didn't ask for it. She got it. And I, every time I see it on the kitchen side, it's not been opened yet. I can't help but giggle and think of Mike Dyer. <laughs> So if it, I, I, I basically what I'm going to do, I, I, I might keep one off to one side, and as long as it, as long as it's before the end of May, which I think they go out of date, I might, I might, I have the ability to send you a care package if you need one, Mike. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mike, how are you? Other than cake stuff. Well, funny you should just mention cake. I uh, I went shopping briefly today, yeah, expecting it to be quiet when I went, and that was fatal. That there were. 30 people in front of me and 45 minutes later I uh, I managed to acquire said angel cake as well nice there were only two on the shelf so did you not get both of them or did you want to be accused of hoarding or you only allowed one cake each exactly I got that uh, angel cake and some angel delight as well I thought stuff upon that you're definitely going for the angel theme this week then yes are you the the person that won't take the last biscuit off the plate just because you don't want to be accused of Taking... Oh, no, don't don't be silly. You, you, you know me. <laughs> I wouldn't do that if I asked for more biscuits. And yet, some some anonymous person in Manchester will will 
have the advantage of or having the have the what's the word I'm looking for? They will have the privilege. So uh, yeah, some some person in Manchester will have the privilege of taking the last piece of angel cake out of the store because you did. Oh yeah. It'll either be that or cherry Madeira. Oh, don't get me started on cherry Madeira. Don't get Russ started on cherry Madeira. We got cherry uh, Madeira. There we go. See that? <laughs> Alcoholics do not have cherry Madeira. <laughs> it needs to be a cake for all people. Oh, Victoria Sponge. Anyway, guys, thank you for. Yeah. <laughs> and how are you? I'm fine. My internet's been a bit up and down this week. Uh, I finally gave it its 12th reboot and left it a long time and checked all the cables and it's come back okay, so fingers crossed. It's not a problem with the error, it's definitely about my kit, but of course with the social distancing and all the call centres being closed, if it goes down, I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? It's amazing how we rely on this stuff, but there you go. But yeah, other than that, I'm fine, so yes, yes. Are you on the Super Hub 2 or the 3? 3, I am. Yeah, Yeah. 3 is the most reliable one. Yeah, they upgraded me from the Super Hub 2 last year. And it, to be fair, it has been the first time there's been an issue in about six to nine months. So I can't really complain. And when it's working, I do get really good speeds. I get what I pay for, basically, which is, I know not everybody. When it comes to internet service providers, that's not a guarantee, is it, unfortunately? Um, but yeah, so work-wise, fine. You can probably hear my dog barking in the background. She's chasing up and down the garden. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's it's been good. I've been spending a lot of time online. I've been playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare a lot, actually. So if anybody wants to hook up and kill some bad guys, or the other team, or whatever you want to call them, um, uh, I'm definitely on there. That's the place to be right now. Um, so I'm enjoying that. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of me, really. Let's talk about Lacuna Coil, shall we? So I think the main bit of news this this week is just a couple of days ago now. Lacuna uh, Coil announced some dates in Russia in September of this year. Uh, so this is Russia 2020. Special guest uncured as of today. There are eight dates, um, starting from the 14th of September and running through to the 24th of September. Um, I'm not going to try and brutalise the names of the places, but I can tell you that they're they are playing in Moscow on the 21st of November. Of, of, I keep saying November. I meant to say September. So they're in the 14th of September through to the 24th of September. And they're playing Moscow on the 21st of September. Um, so let's just hope that everything's back to as normal as this world gets. And uh, those our Russian fellow fans and those nearby get a chance to uh, see the band uh, in Russia, um, I, I don't know geographically where all these places are, but knowing how big the country is, I'm I'm not taking for granted how much travelling is involved. Mike, you've seen you've been to Russia, haven't you? Did you see them in Russia? Or yeah. Did you see me? No, in... no, I went. Uh, I went for the football. Uh, ah, of course. Yeah. But all all I can say is that when I went, when you say about distances, the distance from the Latvian border to Moscow is approximately 21 hours by car. Right, so it is a long way, and there is a lot of land everywhere. So <laughs> There's a lot of land. A lot of land. Yeah, yeah. Distance-wise, when you're travelling over there, it is huge. Yeah, yeah. Huger than you probably imagine. Well, as I might have mentioned on the podcast before, my wife and I went to Canada last year, and I kind of looked at the yeah, map before yeah. we left and went, "We're only going three inches. How long can that take?" <laughs> when you're in a, a yeah, when you're in a slow-moving camper van that it doesn't get above fifty miles per hour, 
uh, and you're taking in the beautiful landscape that Canada has to offer. It takes a long time to churn through those miles. And of course, that was as a crow flies, and there isn't a straight road in Canada because it's all, you know, I was going through the Rockies, so it's weave, 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 weave. So it was, uh, yeah, I can totally understand what it must be like in Russia. So, yeah, so that's the, the, the news. And we're talking about merchandise for a moment. I've had a couple of offers recently, which you might have already um, been made aware of if you follow the Lacuna Core Facebook page. They're offering 20% of profits, so this is net profits on all merch, uh, through to the end of this month, so that's the end of April, uh, to be donated to the hospital uh, Papa Giovanni, the 22nd, he says, reading his Roman numerals, in Bergamo, uh, to fight COVID-19. Uh, and there's a few new items on the merch um, sites that they've had probably for the last two or three weeks. So we know about the EPs. They're now out. I've had a couple of versions that I've bought. Uh, and there's also some new T-shirts and some whole, a whole new item, which, of course, is a pair of shorts. Yes, you can now get Lacuna Core shorts. I, I've got a pair. Oh, they arrived yesterday and they're very nice. Thank you very much. I like them a lot. And I might even buy myself a second pair. Have you guys bought any of the new merch? Um, just the shirts and the splattered vinyl. But I might go back and get the shorts, get socks the shorts. and yeah. other stuff. Yeah, I've got a couple of pairs of the shorts. I've not worn them yet, though. It's just, yeah. I feel a bit weird wearing naughty Christmas socks in in April. You know, given how much <laughs> With the I... shorts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Given how much I complain about the, you know, the hypocrisy of Christmas being spread throughout the year, uh, even to support Lacuna Curl, I feel a bit weird wearing naughty Christmas socks. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my problem. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely get the shorts. They're kind of like um, sort of joggers, that kind of material. You know, they're not oh, silky. Good. They're not like boxer shorts. They're kind of lounge shorts. Oh, that's so nice. Nice and loose and yeah. Yeah, they're, basically it's that same kind of material, that kind of cotton polyester mix or whatever it is that makes up yeah. you know, jogging trousers, that kind of feel about them. Uh, so definitely the sort of things you would you know, wear lounging around the house or you know, chilling out in your back garden, which to be fair is what I would now describe 2020, you know, lounging around the house or chilling out in the back garden. Can't do anything else. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you've got a garden, if you're one of the privileged to have a back garden, of course. Um, Russ, are you bought any of the merch? <clears throat> Me, I am awaiting delivery of the coloured vinyl for the EPs, and I dare say it would be impossible and, and impractical for me to pass up the Lacuna Coil Satanic shirt. Yes, yes, I was going to say, I also picked that up, and that also arrived yesterday. And I no idea where that comes from, in terms of why there is a Lacuna Coil Satanic shirt. But the fact is, there is one, and I want it, and I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, is that a preview of the cover of the next album, maybe? Are they going to go a bit, you know, real beyond black anima, maybe they should call it. The blackest anima, how about that? <laughs> uh, they should um, maybe change the font of Lacuna Core so it looks like a load of twigs, so we can't actually read the title and really go deep. What do you reckon, guys? They've got the face paint, black and white face paint. Got Black Anima as a title. Got we, growls. We've got growls. We need fire. We've, we've, we need fire. We've got a satanic yeah. T-shirt. We can dry ice as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and, of course, and, of course, they've already dipped into that place in the I Like It video, haven't they? 
Oh, of course. Yeah, we've already explored that. There are no strangers to it. We just need that font to become utterly unreadable. Someone needs to find that lost rap record from Marco and Chicho. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd pay good money to hear that properly. Oh, it does exist somewhere, just no one can find it. Yeah, I reckon it's stored in Chicho's barn somewhere up in the mountains. He's hidden it, like John Wick did with all his guns. <laughs> it's in a box under a load of concrete in his garage or something like that. <laughs> one day someone's going to piss him off and he's going to dig it out and go on a spree. That's what, that's what the Black Animus seal is. It's over the vault in Chicho's barn that holds that album. <laughs> that's go. where all this comes from. That's where it's tied in. And go. the true meaning of 119 is the geographic location of where said album is. There we go. You heard it <laughs> yeah, here first, guys. It's all in one. We, we, that's, that's exactly it. We have, not only have we solved it, we've also created a conspiracy. How about that? <laughs> In one single small conversation about merchandise. But yes, I do have it. I've not worn that shirt yet. It is very nice. Uh, highly recommended, uh, but probably not one for, I don't know, working from home wearing your T-shirt. Might go down wrong, especially since we're all you know working from home on video these days. So um, I might be cautious about wearing that particular one. But it is very, very nice and um, quite unexpected, actually. Quite unexpected. I guess you... I guess officially it'd probably be known as the... It's called the Evil T-Shirt. If you've got their merch site. <laughs> it's seriously, it's Lacuna Core T-Shirt Evil. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's amazing. Um, although I believe, yeah, the back of it is um, uh, Lines from Apocalypse, the song. So, while you pray, we start a revolution. Uh, which, of course, is from Apocalypse off Black Anima. But I, I just like the fact that it could have been called Apocalypse, but no... It's called Evil. That's the Evil T-shirt. Lacuna Core fans around the world, you owe it to the band, you owe it to the hospital in Bergamo, you owe it to yourself to have a Evil Lacuna Core T-shirt at home. Come on, come on, make it so, everybody. Let's, let's make sure that thing sells out and I have to go to a second printing really, really quickly. Right, I think that, that's enough about my merchandise and Evil T-shirts. Uh, this week, I managed to catch up with Diego from Lacuna Coil. Uh, and we had a good conversation about him being in the band, uh, his involvement in the creation of the album Black Anima and touring. And of course, as as we also talked to Andrea and Christina about stage presence and uh, makeup and costume, well, we of course had to get Didi's view on that as well. So here we go. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Empty Spiral Podcast, Diego. How are you doing, Didi? I'm really good. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and you're locked up in your house <laughs> at the moment <laughs> in Italy. Sorry? You're, you're locked up in your house at the moment, like everybody else. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty busy cleaning stuff, doing something. So I'm trying to stay busy <laughs> as much as I can. <laughs> You must be missing all of the touring, right? All that chance to um, go around the world. Don't, don't even tell me. Yes, I'm. I'm missing so bad. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure when this is all over, you'll be able to get out there and play again. <laughs> I mean, I don't know when, but I would be happy that day. I would be super happy. <laughs> I have joked that the the day that the world comes out of lockdown, there'll be like this massive party. And we'll all be so drunk. Absolutely. 
I think we we will be the the last one to restart it to work because we are uh, we are working with people, so yeah. we are making shows, and uh, so we I, I'm pretty sure we will be the the, the last part of the, the world yeah. that start again to work. Like I don't know what to say in English, but I think you understand what I mean. Yeah, yeah, the the, the last so, section of society. Yes. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's gonna be like a huge party. Yeah. Be so much beer everywhere. <laughs> so. Well, you can. I'm waiting for that. You can sell all your beer. Uh, uh, I hope so. I mean, I had to do it again. Yeah. I was supposed to do the third one, but uh, I mean, my plan <laughs> went totally, totally wrong at the moment. So. I had to stop. I had to stay quiet for a while, yeah. but thanks God, I, I sell most of the the beer I I left. Yeah. So it, it's not really. I didn't lost anything. Yeah. I didn't lost much. Okay, that's cool. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Uh, so let's yeah. talk a little bit about Black Anima then, because we've not spoken about the album since it came out last mm -hmm. year. I had so many plans when you were in the UK to catch up and, and do an interview, but it never kind of made it work. Mostly my fault, I hasten to add. But I thought, you know, you're locked up, you're a prisoner, you can't escape, <laughs> you're going to have to talk to me now. <laughs> right, so so tell me a little bit about your involvement in the album. Well, you know, during the creative process, what did you get involved in? So, as, as you know, Mark is the main songwriter of the band. So as soon as I joined the band, I tried to do my best. I mean, I wanted to help. I wanted to start writing some something mine that could be helpful for uh, for him uh, or for for the the band. And uh, I actually wrote a, a bunch of riff, and um, I did I did my best. I never I never had any approach with home recording, uh -huh. so it was rough stuff <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah, rough stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and i sent it to maki so he was the, the the one who decided which riff is going to be used um useful and which which not mm -hmm. so he he took a couple and then i'm pretty happy about that because i was not expecting anything about my ideas, right. you know, Mike. I mean, he's super straight. You know, you know what the band needs. Yeah. So, I just jump into it. I, I try to do some something that could be work with the with the Lacuna Coil trademark. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's my. I, I wrote actually. I wrote all the solos for sure, and. Um, Fuck, I forgot the name of the song. Shoot. Under the Surface. Under yes. the Surface, okay, yeah. The main riff is mine. He did a single, I made the riff. Cool. I did the riff, made the single. Cool, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, that's basically what I, what I did for, for the album. Okay, okay. And um, when it comes to the album itself, you got a favorite song? A favorite piece of music uh, you like playing? Uh, of Black Anima? Yeah, of Black Anima. I will love, I will love to play Throw the Flame once, at least once in my life. Why is that? Because it's my, my favorite song. 
of that album. Right. But I really, I really love to play um, uh, Reckless, yeah. one of my favorite, Beneficium. Uh, there's a really, uh, I don't know, I don't know which song. It's difficult because it's a super nice album to me. Like I love most of the song. I cannot say this song I didn't like it. Uh, it's difficult. I would like to play all the song of that album. Fair enough. Fair enough. Then, well, you'll have to you'll have to do a, a tour where you just play the whole album. Then, won't you? You have to convince the rest of the band. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be <laughs> difficult, you know. <laughs> How do you find playing, like, obviously when you're you're learning the songs of Black Anima, right? I mean, you're pretty much learning them at the same time as everybody else, right? But the older songs, yeah. the, the yeah. kind of the classic Lacuna Curl songs, how do you go about learning, picking up those songs? What's your process? Well, we, we have to come back in 2016. So when I joined the band, yeah. I actually, uh, when they, they picked me up in the lineup, uh, I was still working. I had a day job, so I had to quit it. Yep. And in the meantime, I was uh, learning all the set list. But the set list was like 36, 37 songs because, you know, at the time they were eight album, uh, counting Delirium. So they they want me to learn a bunch of songs for each album. But uh, some some of that I, we never even played live. So uh, I from thirty six song, for example, we we played like fifteen, sixteen, like that. And yeah, I mean, Maki gave it to me all the all the files uh, with the backing tracks with no guitars, or I just put it the song and then I listen it. I mean, I used to do it like that. Yeah. The, the song is running and I'm playing over like a playthrough. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my, it's, it's easier to me like that. Was, was there a particular song that was really easy or really hard to learn? Like a kind of one that you picked up straight away or one that really struggled with? There's a couple of songs like 119. 119 is, is a, Jesus Christ. It's really, especially the solo. It's really, Personal, personal, and I never and never been able to to play like uh, like Mouse did. Yeah. So I, I can I can feel it. Uh, it's a different groove. So I think that that song especially is the most difficult to me. Right. But uh, there's uh, it it kind of. Um, Ironic, but the old song they were supposed to be the the easy songs, easier song compared to the new one. Yeah. But sometimes, especially during the one nineteen show, uh, I mean, we didn't practice much because we were on tour, and Ryan was in America, so we cannot practice with him. Yeah. So a, a lot of a lot of situation that make it harder than he was supposed to be. So uh, the old, most of the old songs been a, a little bit uh, difficult to, to remind. Mm. Not really to play, but to remind. Most of, most of that are pre pretty similar, slow songs. Like, for example, I was always confusing between uh, When a Diamond Walks yeah. 
and a song like Comalize. The chords are pretty much similar. So I was praying, like literally praying. <laughs> every time. I was, okay, this is song is Comalize. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, we made it. <laughs> That must put a lot of pressure when you're playing a live show to just remember which one's which. <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. Have no idea. <laughs> Let's talk about the touring then, because obviously since you joined the band, mm-hmm. we've done a lot of touring already. Obviously there was going to be even more touring this year, but you've been to America, you've been all over the place. How's that been? I mean, did you take to the touring life pretty easily or has it really come as a bit of a shock, all that constant travelling and in bunks well, and... It's been uh, crazy, magic, and uh, it was improving me for sure. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, it's, I want to make a, an example, like, give a, a kid who loves soccer the chance to play in A series. Yeah. Like, at the top. Uh-huh. So, the, the first time, the first match, is going to do like in a stadium full of people. I mean, you just can't imagine how you can feel it. Yeah. And to me, it was the same. My first show was in a stadium. So in the Philippines, to the other side of the world. So it was completely new, but I was focused on making everything right because it was my only one chance. So... Uh, I even there a lot of <laughs> cross sign, a lot of praying, yeah, <laughs> yes. But yeah, I mean, it was uh, not really easy the first, the first uh, uh, two two years, like because I needed time to to realize because every every tour was something new, like the the first the first time in uh, in tour with Lacuna Coil that's huge band international band so every everyone was looking at me yeah. so i was under pressure because i never i never joined a situation like in a big situation like that before so i had my small smaller band so we didn't just I mean, my experience was not even close to what they were doing since since the start. So uh, it was pretty much improving because all those things. But this, uh, after two years, when I when I started to realize, I started to enjoy it mm-hmm. because the, the first uh, the first two years been really kind of kind of difficult. But just because I was like playing countries, people, shows, uh, no, no stop. So I just, I was a piece of meat in a, like, there, there, go there, go there, go there. <laughs> so it was intense. Yeah. But I will do it again and again and again. So you're still loving it. It's it, it worth it. <laughs> How have you find the fans? Are they receptive to you know to you, new guitar and guitarist? In I, I, I was surprised because I was expecting a totally different um, reaction because you know they had two guitar players since since the day one, 
And now I was the only one. So I had the responsibility of two guitar player on my shoulder. Yeah. So doing something I never did before. Wow. So I was pretty much uh, scared about what the people was thinking about me. But I don't know why. I mean, they accept, uh, accepted me in the, the most beautiful way. So I, I, I feel... Oh, they make me feel at home yeah. since day one. So I had no problem with anyone, and I'm super happy about it. Like it makes me feel really, really better. I think uh, what Lacuna Core really do is they really support a very, very good, strong fan base, right? Because it, because you guys are so open with your fans, your fans are open with you, and. It's just a really big family, right? Everybody feels so close and supportive. Absolutely, yes. That that's the the the, the stronger part of the band, mm. like the fan base. We have a, such a huge fan base from every single part of the world, and every single one is connecting each other, and that's make the magic yeah. of Lacuna Coil. Yeah. We are all, we are a family, yeah. basically. Yeah. Friends, fans, there's no no difference. Well, we are all together. Yeah. So, one of the things I talked to the others about recently is the makeup on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much since day one, right? Because obviously you started touring during the uh-huh. delirium cycle. You've been wearing the face paint and the makeup. Did that help at all? You know, with the pressure going on stage with the makeup on, did that help you? You know, create a a personality or help you deal with the stress you know it, it came out so naturally I mean Maki started to do it once uh, completely full makeup and uh, it was kind of funny because like I mean why not let's try let's see the reaction of the people and uh, boom yeah. like everyone was crazy about that so people start drawing, making draw, uh, making action figures, making puppets like that never happened before. I mean, as I know, yeah. I mean, they told me never happened before in all our career. So it was uh, new, new, like it it was a new band. Yeah. And okay. A so new it, band. It created a new experience for everybody. So if you if you can compare, for example, uh, Brooklyn Cronelo and Delirium, yeah. they are two different bands. Yeah, two different bands. Mm, lineup, songs, makeup, stage clothes, every everything was so extreme from Delirium and going on. So I think the reaction of the people was like, whoa. What's going? What's happening? Yeah, like, yeah. and I think uh, someone appreciate, someone not, but it's it's a it's a normal thing. Like mm. everything can can evolve, have an evolution. Yeah, could be appreciated from someone and dislike from someone else. Mm-hmm. I think the, I, I think the, the response has been very good, and I think it creates a really strong stage presence. Right, that's the the cool yeah. thing. Do you kind of do you the put the makeup, makeup on yourself? Do you put it on yourself? Yeah, 
we all do the makeup up by our own. Right. I mean, it, it takes a while to find out the the, the right the right uh, design yeah. or the, the right thing. Uh, and I got inspired from movies, from demons, uh, droning, from whenever you want. Mm-hmm. So uh, I started to, to, to find a right solution. And I mean, I find my, my, my dimension, yeah, yeah. like to say. <laughs> so back to the music then. Are you um, using this time you've got to maybe work on some riffs for what comes next? I'm writing stuff. I'm writing stuff, but I'm pretty sure uh, it is not. Uh, I think it's too too much for for Lacuna Coil. Like it's a tof- totally different kind of music. Right. I w- I'm writing stuff just just for fun, just for uh, making some exercise. So I'm just playing extreme extreme stuff, uh-huh. super fast and something like that. So I'm not really into some writing right now. Okay. Are you listening to new music, like um, new bands, new albums, anything that caught your attention recently? Uh, I'm, I'm about to, to listen to the new Catatonia, band, uh, Catatonia album, uh-huh. which is really interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, the new album, uh, a bunch of friends told me to, to listen to them. The new album, at least, and not much. Some electronic, uh, electronic stuff, but I'm pretty sure I know the the artist, like his family, and that's it. I mean, uh, there's probably two people that know that that artist. Yeah, I, I I like super unknown bands, super unknown artists, and it's. I don't know. You you know a guy called Siebzen. Siebzen, okay. So S E I B Z A H N Siebzen. Yeah. Yes. All right. I'll check them out. So check him out because it's really really good. Okay. Like chilling, <laughs> especially when you're playing. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. oh, when I'm when I'm playing Warzone. Is that what you're saying when I'm playing <laughs> Call of Duty? <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, so, I guess final question from me then. You've learned 37 songs, plus you played the songs on Black Anima. Have you got a favourite one? The one that you really enjoy, that you might sing along to? You know, a kind of a favourite Lacuna Core song. What, what might it be for you? Like uh, the, the first time I was uh, learning Treat the Darkness, I realized I was playing with Lacuna. Right. Like, Jesus Christ, I, I'm, I'm playing that, this song, so I, I'm playing with the band. So it, it's, it's my favorite song to play live, almost for sure. Right. I don't, don't know, but Treat the Darkness is one of my favorite all the time. It's, it is a very, very good song. So that's a good choice. A really good choice. All right. Well, my friend, it's it's been really great having you here on the podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day um, Matt, to, to Matt, chill out with pleasure. me. Uh, and I, I hope we'll get to hang out, you know, for real, have a couple of beers when this craziness I, is over. I hope so. 
too. All right. I'm in. <laughs> Speak to you soon, my friend. Take care. Thank you very much, Matt. Thank you very much, Didi, once again for joining us on the podcast and talking so candidly about being in the band, what it means to you, those tours. Um, and of course, going out on stage, not just for the first time, but for every time after that. Um, it's good to see or hear it, I should say, from someone who's new to this, I guess, level of entertainment and, and how you've dealt with the pressures of being out on stage with, you know, a massive band like Lacuna Coil and uh, how you've uh, come to terms with that. So, yeah, thank you very much again, sir. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Right. Well, that brings us on to our review this week. We are at the end of the road, I suppose you could say. Uh, certainly at the end of the standard edition of Black Anima. And we are reviewing the title track this week of the album. So, Mike, uh, you're going to start by telling us what you think of the song Black Anima. So, Black Anima, um, where do you start with it? Um, musically, start at the end, that. work backwards. Go on, forget it. Yeah, and no. talk backwards. <laughs> it's back it. be an evil mic. It's an evil mic. We've got to do the reverse. Do, do the review in reverse. How about that? It could be our evil. No, go yeah, on. like playing the song backwards. <laughs> I'll do this in reverse. Maybe I can. Anyway, that carry would on. Be weird. Okay, yeah. Where do you start? So, go on. So, to start, you've got this eerie, strange music box sound to start with. And it goes straight into the performance by Christina. They're almost dreamlike vocals to me as she's reminiscing through things going through along the song lyrically. Um, you've got a lot going on in the song, the interplay between Christina and Andrea growling, which seems a slow burner at the start, but then gets bigger and bigger and bigger at the end. Um, to me, um, there's lots in it that are reminiscent with the past musically for them. And it reminds me a lot of an upgrade to Angel's Punishment, um, I would say. Um, can't say much else about it. Lyrically, it's lots of things going on. You're losing control of what's happened and coming through the other side and to do with the nature of the blackness and everything like that. Um, and all in all, I think it's thumbs up from me. Thumbs up from you. What do you think of the music? He says a lot happening musically. What do you think of it? Yeah, I mean, it starts off simplistically to me that there's a bit with the drums and everything, but it just gets bigger and bigger, linked in with Christina's vocals that are getting higher and the growls as well work. It's more about them than the music, Yeah, I think, okay. works better. Okay, interesting. Russ, what do you think of Black Anima? <clears throat> um, this is an interesting one for me. Um I don't. It's, I don't really know how to describe it so much as it's not necessarily comes across to me as a song. It's more like a soundscape and a sound collage. It's like there's so much going on in it. It's the complete opposite to Save Me, which is what we spoke about being sort of 
the radio single, straightforward song structure, 4-4 beat. This, it kind of begins with that really eerie introduction that Mike mentioned of the, you know, the creepy sounds. Um, lyrically, there is a lot going on. It's very, very dark. It ties in well with the rest of the theme and the context lyrically that's been discussed on the album. Lyrically, I'm a big, big fan of it. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on there. It's time to let go, release all control, destroy everything, rebuild it again, let go. It kind of gives a sense of the end, um, perhaps the world ending. Um, kind of, you know, sums up the situation. Zeitgeist, yeah, yeah. The possibility of, you know, building something back that's potentially going to be better. Um, but as I said, musically, it's, I wouldn't describe it as complicated, but it's kind of like... I don't know if it's how the song's been written and the way it's been constructed and it's been mixed. It's really, really hard to pinpoint anything. And I think that's to its credit, and I think that's what it's supposed to do. Um, I know, sort of, I think in interviews, Marco's discussed this as being kind of written from the point of view of being like a movie soundtrack, and I think it kind of is. Um, it is literally a soundscape to the apocalypse. That's how it, how it comes across to me. And obviously we've got the song Apocalypse on the album. So I think the strength of Black Anima, the song, is that it bookends what's come before and sort of closes off the circle in the chapter that began with the introduction, which was obviously Anima Nera. Yeah. Yeah. Complicated one. Yeah. Yeah, I... I agree with both of what you've said. Um, I, I made quite a lot of notes on this one, and uh, you've kind of covered them. Th this, for me, is, in my mind, obviously a horror soundtrack, right? You've got the simple piano, which you hear all the time as that tempo in, in you know, the doon, 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 doon. It's a little edgy. It sets you offbeat. You know, when you hear that kind of thing in a horror, that simple doon, that's it's an evil sound and it it suggests it warns you of something you know about to happen and it builds up that tension in a horror movie and that's clearly done with that intent here and it plays all the way through rip all the way just repeats over and over and over again all the way through um to the point that sometimes the rest of the music as good as it is i do think this has got some really great music in it you kind of end up focusing on that really simple little hook that just plays over and over. And I think that's really cool because for the last couple of albums, pretty much I think since Broken Crown Halo, Marco's been quite focused in the construction of music on things he sees and he's inspired by movies and TV shows and so forth. And it's a real shame that this hasn't been picked up straight away and put on the back of a, a horror soundtrack somewhere because it really feels like it deserves that and more musically. Um, in terms of the lyrics, I, I love the way that Christina comes into it. And the lyrical structure in this, I think you've already called it out, both of you, is it's 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 not the standard song structure of verse, you know, chorus, verse, chorus, break, return, chorus, lead in, lead out. It doesn't have that. It doesn't have that. Uh, and I, 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 th I admire it for that fact. I love the way that Christina opens with the calm before the storm. And I think this has got some of Andrea's best growling on the album. It's got, it's got, it's really musical. It's got a lot of tone to it. Um, 
and you know when he when he rocks up with his time to let go release all control destroy everything rebuild it again and then he the rest of his support of christina through the album is is the you know reinforcing the um the, the words where you know erase and rewind re, uh, rebuild repeat all that kind of stuff the highlight for me is that point where he, I think the pinnacle of the song where he screams out, I can see your anima. Cause I think it's that point where we've reached a closure of the album and everything else is just the epilogue. Okay. So the point, point you made Russ about this is a really good bookend to black and uh, to anima and era. Okay. If this is that point there where I see your anima, um, and I really like that. I think there's a lot going on in the lyrics, as you say. I kind of think, if you think about the kind of the black anima concept, the idea of this sort of black soul that we have, um, I kind of think that, that he is, that he, he's not the black soul. He's reflecting on he's someone else talking to Christina's, let's call personality, her character in this song about I can see your black soul. So she's reflecting on these things that have gone right or gone wrong. And he's kind of like a voice saying, I can see this inside you. Um, and I think it's really, really cool. I got one issue with this song and it's quite a significant issue. And it's one of the vocal mix for Christina. Um, this is the only song on the album where certainly after that pinnacle point, I can see your anima as it gets to the really high pitch final, um, I'll call it chorus. The final part of the song where she's sort of so much screaming and singing really, um, really high pitched together. We'll erase the suffering. Our world is afraid and falling. We are chasing the ghost that's trapped inside you and me against the world. I can't hear that. I, I've sat and listened to this album, this particular song, so many times. And unless I have the lyrics in, in front of me, I can't make out what's being sung for that particular part. I think it's a combination of the tone of her voice, the high-pitched nature of it, the album mix, um, and the, the rest of the music going on, which has got a lot going on, especially with that, that hook. It's really hard to hear her at that point. And I don't know whether they ran out of time or maybe they were trying to do what they did, I think, on Karma Code, which was make the voices become more of an instrument and create that soundscape rust that you've you've mentioned. And I think in this case, I would have liked her final vocals to be a little bit more, a little bit higher in the mix so that like they're clearer because she sings them with clarity, as we'd expect from Christina. I just think they're lost a little bit in the musical, in the music. And I, I think that takes a little bit away from what I get from the song. Not a lot. But I do think it's one of those songs you need to have the lyrics in front of you. You can't just, I, I can't pick it out by ear. Maybe you, maybe you guys are better and other people are better at it than me. I need to actually say, ah, oh, that's what's being said here. Because otherwise I get lost in it. Um, I also think that I would have liked a different name for the song. This is really, really crap. I would have liked kind of Black Soul or something. Something like that. Or just, just because we had Anima Nera and the album is called um, Black Anima. I don't know. Maybe I'm being I'm being over picky there. Actually, we could ignore that. No, we, it could be called this song. I'm okay with that. Sorry, guys. Um, could have called uh, it evil like a t-shirt. Yeah, evil evil black t-shirt. No, <laughs> <laughs> we could have called it. That. Um, I really like this song. I really like. In spite of what I said about that, Christina's mix towards the end. I think the lyrics are great. They've really upped the bar on the lyrics on this album. I generally believe that. There's so much 
story in there. There's so much narrative on in there. And it has that kind of a bleakness that we've seen perhaps in the days of Comalize and um and Unleashed Memories and you know and even in a reverie. They you know that kind of early part of their career where where the, the there was a complexity in the lyrics, there was story there, but it wasn't quite obvious. And I remember we've spent many, many hours debating, discussing, speculating over the, the lyrics, you know, no more so than say one nineteen. Uh but we but this is a song that I think has a lot of good meaning behind the lyrics that is open to interpretation. And I think there aren't enough songs like that. And it's good to see that Lacuna Coil return to it. Mike, you mentioned it reminded you a little of um Angel's Punishment. He sort of said it was the next version of yeah. Angel's Punishment. And I I totally see that. When I was listening to this just earlier today, I was like, is this an Angel's Punishment kind of song? It definitely felt like a comalized mm. song. And I yeah, think, yeah. you know, there's that bit where it goes, you know, um, erase and rewind and all that kind of stuff. It reminded me well, a little, little bit of Angel's Punishment, but also Tightrope. You know, mm-hmm. you get that kind of uh, the, the, the words in Tightrope, from, also yeah. from Comalize. It had that vibe in it. And I think this song is definitely an homage to that kind of music, those kind of lyrics and that kind of song structure and the, the background, you know, mix that they that they did on a couple of songs in Comalize. And that's not a criticism because everyone knows that Comalize is a great album. So it's good to see that aspect of Lacuna Core's past come to the fore once more and be given place to shine. Yeah. Good, good, solid song. Um, I really like this and I think it works really well. It's not really a song though, Russ. I think you're right. It's a soundscape. It's a, it's a, an, a lead out for the album. You know, it's the final track or the, the, the credits rolling on a soundtrack, right? On a, on a, on a um, horror film. That's what it feels like. So it doesn't need a, a typical song structure. It just works. And I think it's, um, it ticks all the boxes in that regard. Really like it. Mike, in terms of numbers, what are you going to give Black Anima? Um, hard to say, really, because as you say, it's more of a soundscape than a song, but equally, it works very well um, compared with <clears throat> other things on the album and linking it all together as a whole piece. Um, I'll still say it's probably an eight for me. Okay, eight out of ten. Russ, what about you? A uh, really weird one for me. It's going to come across like overly harsh, and I don't mean it. I think it's good for what it is, um, but I don't think this song works in isolation away from the album. I think it always has to be in that particular place as the bookend. So for me, it's probably just because I can't get my head around it. It's not necessarily my style of song. Not to say it's bad, um, but for me personally, it's a six. Okay. Okay. Um I'm a big fan of this, and I do take on board what you're saying about it. it doesn't work in isolation, although I will say I've heard it. I've listened to it a couple of times in isolation today, and I do enjoy it. Um, I'm probably at the other end of the spectrum to you there, Mr. Taylor, in that I like the fact that it is quite so different. I do like the way, the, the, the vibe it gives me. It gives me a certain kind of emotion when I listen to this, and I enjoy that. So for me, this is an eight and a half out of ten song a real strong ending to the album and i can't imagine the album ending in a different way and i do like the song individually and again i'd probably make it a nine if it if it wasn't for that just that little bit of loss of vocal clarity towards the end of the song so there we go so we got a six out of ten an eight out of ten and an eight and a half out of ten for the final song of the regular 
version of the album Black Anima. Uh, but of course, we're not going to end there. No, 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 no. Uh, we'll be back to review the other songs um, on the album. And of course, the um, the digital only Amazon release as well, which we'll come to, I'm sure, in, in the next month or two. So there we go. Black Anima. Guys, I think we've talked enough about food in quarantine enough this week. Oh, and we also talked a little bit about the Kuna Call and spoke to Diego. But, <laughs> uh, um, as the Empty Spiral Quarantine uh, podcast continues uh, for this week, we've reached a close. Uh, I'm going to fire up um, Call of Duty and get a terrible kill-death ratio like I always do and then swear at my computer, throw my mouse, and then go and do something else. No uh, camping. No, that's what annoys me. Don't get me started. You just don't get me started on camping, okay? What's wrong with camping? You're a scout leader. You're allowed to say stuff like that. But <clears throat> go and play Call of Duty for a couple of hours, and then we'll have a conversation on what camping is all about, all right? Camping or glamping? Camping. I'm okay with yes. glamping. Glamping's fine, but camping, spawn camping particularly, um, <laughs> gets my wick. Gets on my wick. I don't know whatever the term is. Anyway, yes, I'm about to do that. Uh, and then we've got a bank holiday weekend here in the UK. So I'm going to do what I do every other day at the moment, <laughs> not leave the house. <laughs> um, and that's it. But I, I, I tell you what I am going to do. It's probably been a couple of months. I hate to admit this, given what I say on every podcast. I think it's been a couple of months since I've listened to Coma Lies Into End. And mm-hmm. uh, whilst I was thinking about Black Anna today, I was listening to both Tightrope and Angel's Punishment. And I just kind of reminded myself just what an amazing, what amazing music that is. And it complements the current music so well. So I think my plan tomorrow is to listen to Black Anima end to end and then immediately follow it up with Comalize and just see how that works. Or maybe even create a playlist, which is the two of them and mix them together. Because I think that will work really well. That's, that's part of my plan in my attempt to always listen to more Lacuna Coil. What about you guys? You got any plans for the weekend? Uh, nothing really. Just watch a few films, I guess. Not much we can do, is there? It's, at these times, it's a bit frustrating. Yeah, true, true. What about you, Russ? It's me, um, mostly slamming it, listening to some music and um, watching some Netflix that isn't Tiger King, probably. <laughs> Fair enough. Someone on my Twitter feed recently said, who knew that the apocalypse was going to end up with us all in pyjamas? <laughs> I think that's probably the truth. Anyway, listen, let's try to keep it real. I appreciate this is a hard time for millions of people around the world. Um, so we're not trying to trivialise the situation, but if if as a consequence of our crazy English words, you can come away with a smile on your face and uh, make make some of this um, not quite so painful, then I think we've done our job. Um, but in every other way, uh, make sure that you continue to listen to more Lacuna Call. And if you want to reach out to us, you certainly can. We'd love to have anybody and everybody um, who is, has a love for the band on the podcast to tell us about your experiences. But anyway, until next time, guys, thank you as always for joining us. Um, look forward to the next chat about cake and quarantine food um, and listen to more Lacuna Calls. Thank you. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, guys. <laughs>